0: What a blessing to be here today. I really appreciate the special song the choir sang, and the congregational songs have been so wonderful. Thank you for your prayers. I know the Lord has given you grace to prepare your hearts to worship, and I pray the Lord will continue to bless us through this service to enjoy Him forever and to be strengthened in His great comfort and love. If you don't mind this morning, would you stand with me and let me read some of God's Word for you that we're going to use for a text? It's going to be from the Song of Solomon, chapter 8. We started this study of the Song of Solomon last Wednesday night in our Wednesday Bible study. It's been a wonderful study for me. I really have not got so much involved in this book as I should have. But all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, correction, reproof, instruction, and in righteousness that we, the people of God, might be more strengthened, more mature in our faith, Psalm of Solomon 8, verse 5. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raised thee up under the apple tree. There thy mother brought thee forth. There she brought thee forth that bare thee. Set me as a seal upon thy heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be condemned. May the Lord bless you. Would you please be seated? I'm going to talk today about God's leaning love. We've been trying to deal with the theme of the shapes of love. And we have dealt with God's Word from the aspects of God's upside-down love. It's amazing how God's love is just that way, how He loves sinners, how He punishes the innocent, the Lord Jesus Christ, for us. And we saw that He told a man by the name of Jonah, one of His prophets, to go preach repentance and forgiveness to Nineveh. A people that hated the Israelites and hated God. But God changed all that and His great upside down love brought them to repentance. And then last week, we talked about God's inside out love. How that God loved Israel, even though she had prostituted her life with the love for idols and other things. And it grieved God's heart. It just turned it inside out. And I believe it does that for us. To God, when we sin against Him, it just turns God's heart inside out. But He never quit loving her. And so today, I, I want to talk about God's leaning love. And we see this from the Song of Solomon, that this woman here, the bride of Christ, has been coming from a long distance in the wilderness. And the third person of the bridegroom, from verse five, notices her and says, who is this coming from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I want to tell you, this world is a wilderness. And what we need to understand is we need to lean. And we need to lean on God. We need to lean on Jesus. And when we lean on God, we lean on love. We need someone to lean on. We need someone to help us. And God is that one. I pray the Lord would help us today to be rekindle and bless that love and awaken our most passionate love for God. That's leaning love that we have. I want to try to say three things about God's leaning love from this text. One is that leaning love is a looking love. Number two is, leaning love is a learning love. And number three, leaning love is a living love. Notice though, first of all, when we think about leaning love being a looking love. Notice, behold. You know, from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, there's a verse there that made me think of God's leaning love. And we need to notice that in our own lives more than we do. Listen to what this verse says. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. That's God's leaning love. What we need to be mindful of, of how God has been over backwards for us, you know he's done that, don't you? And he's still doing it. He ever, live, he ever liveth to make intercession forth with his leaning love. Now, leaning love is love that you notice. I thought about Todd a while ago when he mentioned playing tennis with faith. I thought about it last week when Todd told me he was going to do that. I thought he might have been kidding at first. Not because he's not a good tennis player, because he would take the time from his most prominent profession, upholding the law and protecting citizens to take a moment, an hour of his time to come and play tennis with my granddaughter. You see, leaning love is that way. Leaning love is taking taking, uh, away from your life and doing something in a position. It's noticed. Whether it's leaning, changing the diaper of a baby, it takes leaning to do it. It takes leaning. It takes changing our position in life to really manifest a blessing to notice our love. You know, Sister Carolyn, I thought of Brother Leo this morning. Several years ago, Brother Leo Hush just gave me a white oak tree. It's a leaning tree. Uh, Brother Leo said all those trees, Brother Leo grew those trees and He said, all of them's leaning. I guess it was just something genetic. And so I planted it down by my pond, and every time I go around that pond, I see that leaning tree. It's only five or six feet tall, but it's leaning. And I look at it. Something leaning, you look at. You take a person that's leaning on something, you look at them. I think sometimes we don't mind for that. I think about that oak tree and I think, you know, that tells me how I have to live my life humbly, bowing over before God. And now I see God's leaning love is a great merit of God's grace. But God's leaning love is a looking love. You know, God's leaning love was planned before this world began. Titus 1 2 says that that his eternal plan of giving us this salvation was begun before the world began in eternity. Look with me, um, or just notice with me, Isaiah 5:43. as we look at God's leaning love. In verse 1 of chapter 43 of Isaiah, the Bible says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Now that's the leaning love of God. It's a possessive love. It's a calling out love. Now this woman, this bride of Christ, this church, this person, you and I, were called out of a wilderness. And he, she comes out of that only because she's leaning on something. That someone is Jesus. And God has called us out of the nature of this world. And he's given us something different to lean on. And though he says in verse 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Here's why we have a God that we can lean on. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, I give men for thee and people for thy life. I want you to know with me today that God's leaning love We are forever, no matter how low we go, no matter how deep your heartbreaks are and your failures mount up and overwhelm your soul, that we always have God's everlasting arms underneath us. Deuteronomy 33 says that. Underneath his everlasting arms, God holds us up. But what we need to be mindful of is looking at this leaning love of God. How are you going to raise your children without leaning on God? You know, God mentions here, doesn't he, in this verse, he sees this beloved leaning upon the beloved and then raise thee up under the apple tree. That is the church. You know, we raise up under the church our children. We thank God for parents that brought us to church. What means that is that we have the ordinances. We have God's Word. We have a precept or a platform to learn or lean upon God and know of Him. And what a blessing that is. But what we need to be mindful of, that we we'll awake wake up of our love of God and Jesus. That we're mindful. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But we need to be mindful that we have a God that we can lean on. It's so comforting to know that, and what a blessing. So we notice first this looking, leaning love, the posture of it, and it's leaning. We need to be in a leaning posture to really understand God's love, to understand it just really should humble us to know that God loves us the way He loves us, and He does it. Now here's the deal. This looking, leaning love is to notice that we need to stay close to Jesus. Jesus, Stay close to Jesus because you're going to need to stay close to whatever you lean on. Communion, very much in the context of this, this bride of Christ, this so to speak, the church. The first few verses of this chapter 8, she was concerned about waking her beloved. She was said, do not disturb him. We need to be so concerned about our communion with Jesus, our fellowship with Jesus, our personal relationship with the Lord. Why? Because we're going to need to lean on Him. And it's important that we have this intact. What we need to understand is we need to get Jesus right. You need to get Jesus in your life. You need to get Jesus to be the foundation and the priority of your life. Because he is the one you lean on. I can tell you, you're going to need Jesus. You're going to need to lean on him. You're going to need to find his love because sometimes you won't make it. You won't be able to stay married without leaning on Jesus. You won't be able to enjoy your life and happiness without leaning on Jesus. This world is a wilderness. And I'm guaranteeing you, when you see the hurt and the pain, and the problems that we have to deal with, and you see a man or a woman, many of you have lost loved ones, have dealt with sickness and problems, and you're here, and you're rejoicing, and you see God in your eyes, and I know that you're leaning on Jesus. People notice that. It is a witness when you can lean on Jesus when everything else is leaning the other way. It's something that you look at, my friends, and you lean on him, and you stay close to him to lean on him. You know, a few weeks ago, I had a, I don't know what it was, but I had something in the bottom of my foot. I don't know if it was a briar. I had not been walking barefooted. I don't know what it was. You can pick up pain in this life without really trying, you hear me? I couldn't get it out. I called Penny. Penny, would you mind coming and look at my foot? Now, my point is this. Now, if I had been aggravated with her about something, if I had been fussing about something, and we'd been on the outs, I probably wouldn't want to say, Penny, would you come look at my foot? I I wouldn't want to take that needle Nor, nor would I go to my neighbor, Carolyn, and say, Carolyn, look here, would you mind taking this thing out my foot? I mean, wouldn't that have been silly? So, so what I'm saying is, you stay close to Jesus. Because you don't ever know when you get a briar on your foot. You, don't, you, don't, you stay close to Jesus because you might be leaning on Him before you get home today. I mean, lean on Jesus, because leaning on Jesus is leaning on love. And God has leaned on us, for us, so that we can lean on him. God loves us to lean on him. There was an apostle by the name of John. The Bible says in John 13, 23, that he was the apostle that Jesus loved. Not that he didn't love all of them. But he said he loved him because he leaned on him. He was the apostle. You remember John, the apostle is the apostle known as the apostle that leaned on Jesus. Gosh, we need to lean on Jesus. We have Jesus. And what a blessing that we have because somebody watches us. And when we lean on him, we lean on him for His righteousness, because we don't have any. Salvation, we lean on Jesus. We lean on Jesus, all of it. And what I'm talking about is you throw all your burdens on Jesus. Don't try to take some of them home with you. Cast your burdens, your cares, he says in Peter, upon him, because he careth for you. God loves you. He leans for you. And he causes us to lean to him. And he says, you cast your burdens on me. You lean on me. You know, we're living in a world, you don't know, you probably can't trust anybody anymore. You don't know who to lean on, but you lean on Jesus. This woman, that picture coming from the wilderness was a long journey. And every time you get a step A far apart from Jesus, you double your distance of danger. It's so important that we lean on Jesus, but we got to stay close to him to lean on him. Number two is leaning love is learning love. She says, sent me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave, the coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement heat. You know, we're to grow in grace. But when you grow in grace, you grow in the knowledge of God's leaning love. See, knowledge gives you power. Humanly speaking, in a way, it does. But when we think about spiritual strength, when we see that God loves us with a leaning love, then we don't get so bent out of shape when we have to deal with trials. We see God's uh, grace is sufficient. But we learn that. The apostle Paul said in Philippians 4, I have learned wherewith what I have to be there with content. For God will never leave us nor forsake us. He says in Hebrews 13, 5. So see, we have contentment because we learn that God's love is leaning. And so we continue to learn that in our lives and what a blessing that is. I'm gonna tell you what about God's love and you already know this, but it is shocking. I mean, this love of God is not some sort of little choosy, juicy uh, manifestation of, you know, be good and I'll be good and do good and twit twat around in life. No, this is a holy God that loves sinners. This is a God that brought you out of the wilderness. This is a love that will not let you go. This is a love that loved you first so that now you love him. Be careful what you love because it changes your life. God changes our heart by writing his love on our heart because his word is his love, the living word of God. So we learn to see this leaning love. And we see a God that says that he has forgiven us of our sins, that he does not impute uh, sins to us, but puts them on his son. It's shocking. The apostle Paul was called after he had persecuted the church. I was reading that this morning. In Acts, here's a man that did all he could to destroy God and his church. And God changed him. And God called him to preach. And the people were shocked. And when Ananias was going to be used of God to direct him, he told The Lord, he said, Lord, isn't this a man that did all this, that, and the other, so to speak? God said, yes, but he's my vessel. See, we learn God's love. We learn that God's love is a leaning love. You remember the prodigal in Luke 15? Here's a lesson on God's leaning love. See, this seal that God puts on you, that's the Holy Spirit. It's a seal of love. Ephesians one thirteen, But the prodigal says, I don't want to live like this, all these restrictions. So the father gave him his desire to go. And so the father lets him go. And the prodigal goes. And the prodigal spends all he has. And it runs out. And he has no one to lean on. And he comes to himself. And he says, I know what I need to do is go back to God. Do you know that in your life? That you need to go to Jesus. That you need to go my faith and be strengthened and express your love to him and lean on him for the rest of your life. God is that kind of God. God is a God we can lean on. And we're going to be better off doing that And not wasting any time neglecting it. And sitting around at the rest areas of life. But to get on the journey to bless God and to thank Him and appreciate His leaning love. Because we learn from every experience of life. So that prodigal goes to the Father. But that parable is not about the prodigal going back. No, no. It's about the leaning love of the father that was looking for him away off and he comes to him and he runs to meet him which was unheard of in that era for a man of the uh, notoriety of the father of his wavered son. See, that son was leaning on his father's love. And he was willing to give himself up to it. You know, I, I, uh, I want to try to explain to them when I think about the leaning love. Because, and I'll relate this to the, to the tree. You take a tree that's leaning. It's going to fall in the direction it leans. You understand that? Your life, when it comes your time to die, you're going to die like you live. You hear me? I mean, that's just how it is. But here's what I've seen. You can take, and you'll have to bear with me at this. Some of you will know what I'm talking about. Some of you probably won't. You can take a tree that's maybe leaning in the wrong direction. You can control the way a tree falls by how you cut it. You can notch it. See, I've done it. You can notch a tree. You, you can take a, a, a chainsaw and you go into the tree, roots. It's root, You know what I'm talking about. And you cut into it about halfway. And then you get up about a 45-degree angle and you come down on that and you meet that, that first cut you made and you pull that notch out. It looks like a wedge. What's going to happen? That tree is going to fall the way you notched it. Your life will be manifest by the way God notches your life. You know why we don't love God as much as we ought to? We have too much. What God will do, He will notch your life. He notches you because His love is leaning. God is not going to give you the opportunity to just choose him. No, no, no. God's going to notch you. God's going to control the way you fall, okay? So when we think about God's leaning love, we've got to watch it. And then we've got to notch it. Because God takes away some things in our life so that we love him. So that we see when we're blind. When we have nothing, we are everything. When we're poor, we're rich, but it all matters because God will not your life, and leaning love is learning love. Thirdly, leaning love is living love. Many waters cannot quench love. Trouble and waters mean the same thing. I guess my name goes along with that. I don't know, but I hadn't thought about that. A lot of that's true. But all the troubles in your life cannot stop God loving you. Your sinning cannot stop God from loving you. Now, he may chasten you, but he'll never, never stop loving you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And he says, if a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be destroyed. So when you think about God's leaning love, you watch it, you notch it, and thirdly, you lock it. The preciousness of God's leaning love. You take it home with you. And you keep it with you all the time. Because God's love is how we embrace his providence. It is the security of our salvation, knowing that He loves us with a leaning love. What a blessing that is. How precious that is. You know, the longer we live, the more we lean. Do you believe that? Yeah, we do. The longer we live, the more we're going to lean. The more we're going to love God, because the more we need Him. And if we've ever had a time in our world that we need to lean on God, it's now. But I'm gonna tell you, friends, that's what God is for. He is a leaning God. He's a God we can lean on. And you know what you lean on what will rub off on you. You lean up on a rusty post somewhere, you're gonna have rust on your shirt. You lean on God's love. You're gonna talk that around with you. People will know what you're leaning on, and God will be glorified. He'll do it. But it's living love. You know, I used to know a man. Some of you might. I don't know if Brother Edwin remembers down around Stilson. His name was Bob McKinney. He was a logger, okay. And he came up. Logging with a chainsaw. I mean, before mechanized equipment was around, I mean now they go out and cut, load in five minutes. Bo McKinney would cut with a chainsaw. So that summer when I was at the University of Georgia, I got a summer job with Brother George Kendrick, and he had him in the wood yard and and logging crew. And it's about the time all the mechanized operations were coming out, and Brother George had some in his operation. But he told me one day, Brother well, George, I said, you know, I can't understand it, but Bo McKinney has this crew and he just has a chainsaw and he gets just as many loads as all those crews do that, that have the mechanized equipment. He said, I don't know how he does it. So I remember one day next week, I saw a Bo and I said, uh, Mr. McKinney, I said, how do, you, how do you keep so many loads up here? How do you get so many loads a day just with a chainsaw? I never will forget what he told me. He said, well, son said, I just keep one leaning all the time. You know, you don't know, see the tree, keep one leaning all the time. You know what you got to do in your life? You got to keep one leaning all the time. Whatever experience you have, you remember God's love is a leaning love. You learn to understand that. and If God's not your life, it's because he wants you to fall in a particular direction. You'll never be able to really measure a tree till it's cut down. But it will fall in the direction that it leans. And so God saved us by his grace and he loved us first and he's given us this pull. It's constraining love. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. God's constraining love. That changes our direction. You know, I know it's time to go, but I remember cutting a tree down just last year inside my house, just grown up, and it was limbs rubbing on my roof, so I gotta get rid of that tree. I probably should have called a tree guy, but I, I was gonna do it. So I, I put a rope in it, top up, about midways, put a ladder on it, got my tractor out there, tied it, and I got my saw, and I sawed it, and I get on the tractor and pull it a little bit. I didn't want to fall in my house. See, there's some things God doesn't want you to do and me to do. So what He's going to do? He loves you so much that he will take his cords of love. See, love is with everlasting love, with loving kindness. I've drawn thee, God says. God is drawing you. You ever thought about why you didn't commit a sin you thought about committing years ago? I'll tell you why. God's love. Listen, I'm going to let the Lord close this sermon. And I want you to stand with me while I do that. Would you do it? Here's what God says about leaning love. He says, verse 21 of Jude, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of of some have compassion, making a difference. And others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the great garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Would you bow with me we thank you Heavenly Father for your leaning love help us O oh God to lean on you there's no other to lean on so many of us have tried to le- lean on broom sedge when we ought to be leaning on the live oak of your grace and mercy bless us O oh God to lean on your love because your love has leaned on us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.